Black World to the Verbal Intercourse Podcast. Got your host, Nick Walker, back in the building today. Shout out to everybody that's been listening, supporting the podcast. Very appreciative over here at Verbal Intercourse Podcast. Today, got a very special guest in the building. My homie, my my dog, my ghost town player, GTP. <laughs> no, you didn't like GTP. Good GTP, ghost town player. <laughs> Shout out to Lene Miles, man, a homie from a long way back, man, all the way from preschool, bro. Yeah, hey, 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 y'all, how y'all doing? Man, hey, I'm good over here. How you feeling, man? I feel good. I feel honored to be here. I know you've been talking about you and me on here, so it's dope that we're able to spend the class reunion together and be able to sit down and have like some verbal intercourse. Yeah, 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 man. It's hey, it's a blessing to have you on, man. Thank you. Hey, it's been a long time coming since preschool man like right. like we done we done both created us created a platform for ourselves created some success for ourselves with you know with guys love family love and friend friendship and everything and it, it's just beautiful man so so we're gonna get right on into it man okay. you know you've been doing your thing out there in houston event curating event planning everything talk to me a little bit of, about how you guys started and the road it took you to even get to where you are to build your platform, to build your business up. Okay, cool. All right, so um, my I never uh, thought that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I wanted to be an event planner. That really was my plan. My plan was, as you know, in black households, you know, mm-hmm. you get a job, a good job that's gonna be able to pay the bills, and I was just still you're gonna be an accountant. Are you gonna be a lawyer, doctor? doctor. Yeah. And so (laughs) math came pretty easy. So like accounting was the road that I did. I got my bachelor's in accounting. Went on, got my MBA. And so as I was continuing to do these corporate jobs, I was like, this is not it for me. Like I'm not being fulfilled. And so at first you're doing it for the money, but then as you older, you get to understand the values of being happy and being successful in your own way. And I realized like what really truly makes when they happy. And so it took like a lot of like self-reflection and trying to understand like, what is it that I really like to do? Like what really puts me in a space where I like feel like I am doing my purpose here on earth. And it was like bringing people together and like, No bullshit. Like, even though, like, you know, Senior Skip Day is probably one of the <laughs> highlights. That's that's probably when I started my curating. Like, that's when my curating probably began. Which is like Project X shit, 2007. Class. That shit was a fail. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was a fail. But I brought everybody together. But yeah. no, in all seriousness, though, like, after um, college, after receiving my MBA, I was still working in corporate America as a staff accountant. And I was praying, you know how you sometimes you praying for things, but you also don't have the faith to really just jump. Uh, uh, and so, like, I'm gonna be very like honest with you. Like, it was a point where I, I lost my job, and so I took it as it was God forcing me to go ahead and start this entrepreneurship life because I kept like, you know, I'm not happy here. And he was like, I'm giving you the resources that you need to do. You're just too scared to take the leap. And so, like, sometimes he puts you in these situations. Like, if you're not going to take that step, I'm going to force you into this role. And so I think for me, I was kind of like forcing. And ever since that day, man, like life has just been like happening and evolving. And I've been really like on this journey of self-love and what truly makes Lene happy. And so 2019 launched my business, um, L Events. Um, it has a little twist spell to it that includes my middle name. And we've been, we've been doing the damn thing. And so um, 2019 launched. It was my 30th birthday gift to myself, and I've been doing full entrepreneur 
relationship since then. And life has been good. It hasn't been easy. Man, that's, <laughs> hey, 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 that's that's amazing, man. Because the reason why I say it's amazing because, like me personally, I've been sitting here going back and forth. I I work as a physical therapist, so mm -hmm. I've been sitting here going back and forth about what truly makes me happy. Like as far as like career wise, yeah, all of us would rather be rich and not have to work. I would think facts, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, but. That's just not reality. But at the same time, I was all I'm I've been back and forth about what truly makes me happy. Um and and I think uh I think it's a lot of things that could make me happy. I, I am happy helping people in the healthcare realm. I just don't like the healthcare system, if okay. that makes sense. It's okay. it's like a it's it's like a, a continuous machine that continues to grow and it's and it's like it's it's like the healthcare providers, they take care of the patients, but who's taking care of the healthcare providers? Okay. And it and it messes with your mental health or whatever. And uh I think that's profound that you that you found something that made you happy and yeah. also is fruitful. Facts. And and it looks like you having a great time doing it. Yeah, but also like people don't see like the heart, the shit behind right. the scenes, you know what I'm saying? And so like Business been in is 2023, 2019. So I'm I'm still new in this thing. And like honestly, my first year, uh, I feel like everything was ordained. And I was when I lost the job and you know, I launched my business, got this opportunity um to work for this entertainment agency in Houston. But it wasn't a paid job, it was an internship. Mm. And so one of my friends had reached out to me, you know, me, I'm not working for no motherfucking I'm not doing working for nobody for free. Like I have right. my own fucking business, like, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. so I had skipped the opportunity and another friend hit me up and she was like, bro, I think you should work with this, um, with this agency. Like, I feel like they're looking for an event curator. I think you'll be dope. And I was just like, you know what? Let me just shoot them my resume. Mm. I shot them my resume. They gave me a call the next day and they were like, hey, we want you to come in for an interview. And um, I was like, well, I'm not available. You know, uh, they was like, we do only doing interviews this weekend. And I was like, all right, well, I'm not going to be in town. So um, I guess they, once we got off the phone, they called me back. They was like, whenever you get back, we still want to interview you. And so... Did the interview, the internship um, was dope. I met, it was like, I, I would have to say, I tell people my experience there, like, cause I'm in Houston, born in Jackson. So I go to this table and it's full of like creatives. Like it's like 10 event planners, 10 photographers. Like it's just a bunch of like boss ass entrepreneurs hungry to like work, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And I was at this table with full of other people like me, like, how am I going to stand out? How am I going to make them like, we want her on our team. And so after six months, I was like one of the first interns they ever hired. Um, I was, I've been able to work with a lot of like dope celebrities and rappers and stuff like that. And so the exposure of working with this internship really shifted my business to another level quicker than I could have ever done if I'm just gonna be honest. But it took me taking a step back and understanding like sometimes you gotta start with not getting nothing to be in the rooms where, you know what I'm saying, where you'll be able to build those, those, uh, partnerships with other people i think that i think that kind of shows your competitive nature though yeah you know what i'm saying like i don't for as long as i don't know you you've been competing at something absolutely soccer or dance or whatever like and i think i think me it drives like my competitive nature drives me yeah like i sometimes i i look at i don't be hating on nobody but you know what i'm saying I think it's important for me to look across the table or look at the next man and be like, you know, he might he might have a little bit 
more shit going for him than you mm-hmm. do, how do you get to that next level? How do right. you push yourself? It should motivate. It used to motivate me. Yeah. Like sitting at the table and it's just like everybody's talking all at the same time. Uh-huh. And it reminded me of, I don't know what the name of the show was, but it was when PDD was looking for like an assistant. And he, everybody was just like talking, talking, talking. And I'm like, these motherfuckers making like- Making a band or Yeah, something. it was like making a band. And it's just like, man, this shit is new to me. Like I'm from Jackson. Like I ain't never been exposed to nothing like that. And it was just like, I have to figure out a way to be seen. Uh-huh. And I was like, once I figure out my lane and what I really excel in and what I'm good at, it was easy. Like, but you know, I wasn't trying to like downplay nobody else's talent. I just went in and, and was myself. You know what I'm saying? And so I think that's really that has carried my business and has allowed me to be- successful as I am, which I'm still grinding to become better. But like, I think that's really why I'm here and still like succeeding in what I'm doing. Does, did that internship lead you to being able to curate events for those famous people? Like, did, Absolutely. It, did it build those connections for Absolutely. you? Absolutely. So I would say like my first event that I had to do was with um, Drea Michelle. She was coming and wanted to do like a sponsor, uh, an influencer dinner. Influencer dinner is when they get like you know, the pretty girls that are influenced to have the top ratings and followers on Instagram, mm-hmm. bring them in because she was launching a, a clothing line that she wanted girls to see. And so that was my first event um, with them. Then I did a Terrence J event. So most of my events, I saw both yeah, of those. the Terrence J, that was when he was um, an ambassador for Snoop Dogg's Gen um, Indigo. Okay. And so like, I think that was, I tell my mom, I, was, I think that was the highlight of my day when Terrence J called my phone and he was like, Yo, Lene, like, this is what I need. And I'm like, Terrence J is on my fucking phone. That's dope. And so yeah. I was, like, at my corporate job at the time. Um, I think that was, like, my my last week or something um, before, I, you know, and I knew I, I was that let you know you was headed in, yeah, the, right in, the, in the right direction. I come yeah. home, I'm like, Mom, Terrence J come on my phone. She's like, what did you say? I was like, I had to kind of, like, keep my composure. But, like, in that moment, I realized, like, this is where you belong, bro. Like, this is your lane, like. And it's just been excelling. And once you get me in the room, I'm going, I got the mouthpiece. I always say that You know shit. what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like, I I just get shit. me in yeah. the door and I'm going to get it. But yeah, that's where I was able to work with all of those, the celebrities and the rappers that I've worked with so far. Were you nervous? Friends. Absolutely. Yeah. But I think for me, I've never been like a groupie or like no shit like that. Like I've only been starstruck probably once is when I saw Chris Brown because I've always had a crush on him when I was little. But like, <laughs> light skin niggas. Yeah, but at the end of the day, like I look at these people like they're human beings. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And so like when you go into it not feeling like they're better than you or whatever the case, like I belong to be in this room just like you belong to be here. Mm-hmm. And so when I met him, I was like, hey, what's up? My name is Lene. You know, we, we shook hands, took shots and it was just cool. And so it was just like when I meet him, I just be like, keep the internal like excitement in, but handle business, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think that's why I excelled at the internship too, because a lot of people come in to kind of like be seen or get that opportunity and, you know, try to be malicious with it. And that never was me. Yeah. And so I think that's why I was able to excel as well there. So stepping out as an entrepreneur, talk a little bit about the pros and the cons, because <laughs> I know like um, on my podcast, I done had entrepreneurs, um, from different from different areas, never from event planning. Okay. So talk to me a little bit about the pros and the cons about being uh, a startup company with event planning. Okay. So I think right now, and I'm still trying to establish exactly which lane I want to be in because I do everything right now. So I do weddings, I do baby showers, I do um, grand openings, I do launch uh, parties. And so I'm really trying to figure out a lane that really, really represents who I am. And so I think the pros in like starting your own business, especially in my field, is just being able to bring people together and also being able to kind of like build relationships. 
as an event planner, you have to be able to talk to people and be able not be scared to go in the room and be like, hey, my name is yada, 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 because you have to be in relationships. So I think for me, like one of the pros, I think, as event planners is just being able to go into a room and demand, like, this is who I am, um, you know, and being able to bring people together. Uh, I think one of the cons is that I have to work every fucking day for my shit. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, nobody else is going to post my shit but me. Like, uh -huh. and I can't bank on my friends or my family to support me, which I do have great support from them all. But at the end of the day, I have to constantly support myself. And I think for me, social media and posting, like, I do not like doing that shit. That shit tiring. It's tiring. It's yeah. draining. And so at one point I had paid somebody to do it. But then I was like, damn, that's costing me a lot of money. And I'm still not, I'm not bringing in a lot of money. And so it's just like, damn, do I really have to sit here and like, figure out a plan every day and mm -hmm. i was like you have to because Got if you to. don't how you gonna get some money right so i think the pros is like being able to have my own schedule like i like i'm here for two weeks like i can't do that with no like you know with what i'm saying job. with a regular job like take without PTO taking pto yeah, yeah, yeah. but i work for myself i make my own schedule so i have the flexibility to do what i want to do and still be able to work in different avenues as far as what i want to do to you know, get different um, streams of income as well. So I think just having the flexibility, but the cons is really like you having to really sacrifice a lot of stuff, losing money. Like sometimes, you know, you have to be broke to make money. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes you have to spend your last in order to invest in yourself. So I think like just really just... You a hustler. You, hustling. you gotta be a hustler. You like, hustling, guys. And you can't, like I have to wake up every day and choose like, I don't want to get up, but I got to get up. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes, sometimes I don't want to respond to these consultations. I don't, I don't want to do these events. But I'm like, this is what you wanted to do. So you have to constantly perfect your craft, and you have to put in the fucking work. So um, those have those what I would say would be like my pros and cons in like event planning. Hopefully, I answered the question. Oh no doubt, okay, no doubt. Cool. So <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, you know, give a, a piggyback off that question. Okay. So. You've planned events for celebrities. First mm -hmm. off, let's take this shot. For okay. <laughs> you planned events for celebrities. Uh, so, and, and I'm sure those events, I think, I would say from the outside looking in, they will be easier to kind of, I'm I'm sure they might not be, but at but the same time, <laughs> you ain't worried about like no real nigga shit. Like, money like the money coming through and see that's the problem that's what people think but really hell yeah like it'd be so damn stressful and really like with the events that i was having to do with like the celebrities like when we did i did um i uh helped assist with the baby uh showcase that he did in houston to showcase his new rappers we found out two days before the showcase and he wanted a list of things and all these things. And so we didn't get paid. That must be stressful as shit. It's for two days? <laughs> two days. And then you don't get paid until the day. Because they like, well, you got to go through this person and this person. This person is like, so y'all want me to spend my own money to fucking get what y'all want. So hell no, money is still an issue with that. And then sometimes they it's, feel like as celebrities, like some shit, they should get sponsored. And people right. like, I'm building my own brand, so I can't give you nothing free, maybe a discount. So yeah, I don't think the money shit is still an issue with celebrities too. Planning shit for niggas. Period. Talk Class reunion. It. Talk about it. Class reunion <laughs> this past weekend. No, sh no shade. No shade <laughs> to nobody. But planning shit for niggas. Let's talk about it. I know that shit is stressful because, look, I plan. I well, I, I won't say I planned, but I've said I've gave ideas to do certain shit. Okay. And they come into fruition, and then it's like when it come down to getting the money, when it come down to niggas paying in a timely fashion, <laughs> when it come down to niggas 
just doing the right shit, doing the right things. How hard is it for niggas to do that shit? It's very hard. And I really think that for for niggas in general, I just feel like people just think shit just is free, I think. Or they think like <laughs> that's my shit don't that's cost my, money. That's, that's my homie. Yeah, they, that's my they, homie. They like straight. they straight. Like, yeah. and it's like, yeah, that shit don't work like that. Like for the class reunion, like family reunions. Like I did our family reunion. That shit was stressful as hell. Like I quit probably five times. <laughs> and it's just like, damn, you got siblings fighting because they want to do this or they want to do that or they don't like this t-shirt design. And then, you know, for the class reunion, even though it was only like 19 of us, it was just stressful, like getting people to pay their payments on time. Like, and we try to, and you try as a planner to kind of like give people enough time so they can plan out Cause you, I can't count people funds and I'm never that. So like, I kind of give you, this is an option. I'm I always have a backup option, but it's just like you niggas. It's just like, you never can win. Like it's always somebody like, well, why we got to get that? Or we only really need that. And it's just like, nigga, like I be trying to do different shit. Like at our dinner, like I got y'all a little place settings. You know what I'm saying? I want y'all to have custom cups. That shit costs money. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so I needed y'all money in an amount enough time so we can be able to have those mirrors so y'all can take it with, with y'all. And so I just think dealing with niggas in any aspect, you know, group trips, motherfuckers, everybody Ooh, ready to God, go to fucking God, Dubai. Hey, hey, uh, hey, I want to go to Miami. As soon as you send them the Airbnb sport, or the deposit, <laughs> it get quiet as a church mouse in that bitch. And you'd be like, uh-uh, what was that same energy? Like, what bruh, happened? Bruh, it's an extreme sport. Extreme sport. And what's crazy <laughs> is that, like, as me and been planning, I haven't planned, like, a party for myself. And I think more so, I'm just stressed. I, I do not want to deal with the stress of getting niggas somewhere to celebrate me. Like, I just feel like it's just like, it's my party. It's something I want to do. I want to go out of the country. Like, I don't want to be stressed out about y'all not wanting to pay what I want to do or doing excursions that I want to do. But I just think just niggas in general do not want to pay. They do not want, they don't understand the value of people's time that goes into planning. Like, y'all only saw Denotra and I there and on the back end, but we had to put in time months before this to make sure Mm. all this shit was coordinated. So it's just like, it's hard work, and I really I, I love working for my black people, but sometimes you just be like, I pass the dick, I pass on the money. Yeah. Like it's been so many opportunities. Like even friends too. Like I don't feel like doing. I, I'm not gonna deal with that shit. Like you know this shit. It's gonna be bullshit. Yeah, like yeah, when you, you know get on my phone and be like, well, I want to do this, but I want to do a cheaper right, right? Because I just seen it on Amazon. How about you do that shit? I, let Amazon be do your decorator self and get you? off my line. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's just very stressful and I'm learning to like be okay with saying no. Like all all money not good money. And I'm gonna left a lot of money on the table, I left little money on the table, but my peace is way more important. So how do you maintain that peace? How do you maintain your your mental health while while being a full-time entrepreneur? Cause that shit I already know is stressful. Hell Absolutely. working a job, full-time job stressful. So because you I mean you clearly just depended on yourself to get this shit you done. So talk to me a little bit about things that you do to maintain your mental health. So I think, Nick, because it's still new for me. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I haven't been in the game, like in this entrepreneurial role, like for 10 years or anything, but I'm constantly learning and evolving and understanding like what truly works for Lene. Uh-huh. Like I tried that meditation shit. Like I can't see it in silence <laughs> for like two minutes because my brain, like, and I don't know if it's just a Virgo thing, but my brain, I'm, I'm a control freak. So, Sitting in silence and meditating for two minutes, I, my mind be all over the place. Like, damn, two minutes not up. So I'm learning. Like, I'm good with like. Um, Maybe you like guided meditation. You ever tried this shit? Uh uh-uh. uh. What is that? See, guided meditation is like 
It's like when a when a when somebody is on like a, a recording. Oh, okay, and they kind of telling you what they to do, how to breathe, how to all yeah, of that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. I haven't tried that. See, yeah. I just it just be I me. I started with that. Okay. Yeah. And see, I just be in there, and after like a minute, it might be thirty seconds. I'm <laughs> like, like fuck, fuck this shit. This shit quiet. This shit quiet. I don't know. I don't. This not working for me. But I think what I like if if you ever come to my apartment, I have so many like affirmations. Mm. on my mirrors like on lip and lipstick and i think for me it's just like re being really able to see and really pour into myself every day and remind mm. myself like you a boss you guys child like you got this you know what i'm saying this these are the goals that you want to do like you are meant for this like you are not a quitter you know what i'm saying and i think for me that helps me with my mental because i'm constantly pouring into myself constantly speaking positivity over my life and over my business and i think just really having your and taking breaks yeah. Taking a fucking break. Take a like break. for my birthday, like I'm going to, I'm going doing my first solo trip to Arizona and I'm about to disconnect from everything for like a week and a half. No phone, no, no. No, I'm going to probably have a phone just because yeah. shit is happening. Nigga, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, you're right about yeah, that. Yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. kidnapping people. So I'm going to have my phone, yeah. but, and I know a few people there that are probably out, you know, link in, but I, this is really my trip for me to kind of just get back into my creative space because things happen. Like I lost, an un at the beginning of the year and it's been taking me time to kind of like adjust you know that mm. loss of the cancer so it's just like as a creator as an entrepreneur you have to be in a creative space mm. and where you're no longer in that creative space it's hard for you to really be motivated or to really be able to do your job because you have lost the creativity and so i'm taking that space in august and i i'm so excited because i know it's going to be so rejuvenating um, to help me go to the next level. Like I'm going hiking, like I'm going to the Grand Canyon. So I think, oh, be dope. yeah. And so yeah. like for me, like my things that I like to do to kind of like relax, I love to hear like water, like mm. water, water, like soothes my spirit. It soothes my foods, my brain. And it just calms me. Cause I'm always like thinking and thinking of things that I want to do. And so, um, listening to, um, uh, meditation music, um, mm. Like in the morning to start my day, like it's just water. Like I love to hear that. I like to go to the little beaches in Houston, and I like go hiking. Like I think that's my thing, and I like just being outdoors. But definitely taking those necessary breaks to be able to get back to the focus of what why we're here and what we're doing, so yeah. I can come back to my creative space and be able to you know make money. So yeah, I think I think in whatever lane you in, as far as like when it comes to creation like curating or mm -hmm. creation man you gotta take breaks like you have to. because you gotta you gotta be in a space to where where you feel like you're not creating something that's just just trash yeah you know or something saying? that you've seen before something that you've because seen before it, as an event planner some things can look repetitive like you can have you know it's, it can be like five different event planners and everybody's doing the same thing and your goal is to how can i stand out how can I look different than the other competitor? Like, how can I, you know, how can I get this client, you know, that's on the same vision as this, but don't have the same budget? So you have to be in a creative space and you have to allow yourself that time to be able to be creative. Uh -huh. so. Yeah, man. I do the same shit with my podcast, bro. Really? I, 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 take, I take breaks from it. And, uh, like, I, I love being consistent, but sometimes you have to take a break if 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 your life is in fucking chaos absolutely and you and you don't have a mental space to even write questions mm -hmm. or even book a book a uh guest or whatever yeah so yeah man we but we gonna switch lanes okay. we're gonna, we gonna go to a little bit of less serious topic, okay okay you know okay, okay you know what i'm saying 
you you know, Lene's single for all the for all the guys that listen to the podcast. <laughs> she's single. She's single, ready to mingle. God okay, yeah, it. you heard what he said. That's correct, right? Absolutely. Sing, single, ready to mingle. Just DM so, Nick if you need any information. Hey, DM Lene. <laughs> Don't DM me. DM Lene. <laughs> <laughs> so, bro, simple question. Okay. You you in your hot girl summer era or your soft girl era? I think what? I'm 50-50. You 50-50. And let me explain it to you. So, like, Houston is, I think people uh, think he, well, know Houston as, like, this this city where you just party, like, which it is. And so you have a great time. And so I love, like, going to, like, day parties and shit, as long as I'm home at a certain time. Because you get a little <laughs> old shit. So we can't do the same things. But yeah. also, I am enjoying this soft girl era, too. And soft girl era for me is just basically, like, just, basking in my femininity and uh-huh. taking time for myself if that's like doing like these spa days like once a month just something i can do for myself um and also just not arguing with nobody not dealing with no bullshit like setting boundaries for uh-huh. yourself for your for your peace um i think i'm very much into that and i think a lot of people in my circle are really tapping into this soft girl area and you know creating boundaries for yourself because we're getting older like you want to be able to like live a peaceful life like with no drama, and I'm, we not we know shit gonna come, shit's gonna happen. But like, if you create boundaries and you create a space where you can be able to react in a way where you normally wouldn't, I think that's what it's all about. Like, and evolving. So I'm 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 really tapping into the soft girl. It's a little hard for me a little bit. Yeah, she a ghost town player, bro. <laughs> As the words what Jared said, you a ghost town princess, man. <laughs> ghost, hey, ghost town princess. Yeah, hey, and she so been a hard girl a whole yeah, life. Yeah, <laughs> and I, but that's because I grew up with guys. Like I grew up with boys. I grew up racing y'all in the middle of the street with no shoes on. So it's like that's how I grew up. And so like they used to talk about me. So I had to learn how to join and you know clap back because they didn't let yeah, a nigga make. Niggas. Yeah. yeah, this nigga, this nigga. <laughs> I can guarantee. I am really at the top of my roasting game hey, due she, to these she, niggas in Ghost Town. They really have got me together. But I just feel like not just acknowledging certain bullshit and allowing a lot of shit pass and just walking away from a lot of shit is really just like what it's all about. Like, I don't owe you an explanation. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever they said, I said, I said. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and just letting it be and just really just like basking in that femininity and just being in your soft girl era. Yeah, because... To be honest, you know, that soft girl here, huh, take the shot. Oh. I seen you finna grab. Yeah, I was finna grab it like, I, this go is ahead. number four or five. <laughs> but that soft girl here shit, I think, you know, it, it became viral on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. That, that little meme, well, not meme, but hashtag or whatever. Okay. And, you know, I think I think it is important for for women to get in that phase because I feel like, you know, a lot of black women specifically, they've been through a lot Absolutely. from from dating in their twenties and they now like I would say shit, we in our early thirties, yeah. headed towards our shit, middle thirties. We 30s. in the middle thirties. Yeah, we rounded up that thirty three to thirty five. You hear me? So <laughs> So I think it's time for you know, cause they they been some gangsters. They done did they done dealt with some shit, you know right. what I'm saying, with these niggas, which, you know, I, I you know, I take my hat off to black women all the As time. Look, this podcast, I had hella black women on it. It's yeah. never been one of those misogyny, uh, black men versus black, black women, women podcasts. Yeah. It's always had a black woman standpoint. So, um, yeah, I take my hat off. And, and, and to be honest, I, black women entrepreneurs, black women professionals, I feel like they have the hardest time. Absolutely. 
out there dating and trying to trying to find that soft girl era because shit. To be honest, they wearing the pants when they Absolutely. talk to these niggas. And some men take it like I think we were talking about. Like I've dated <laughs> intimidated. men that said that I'm intimidating. And it's yeah. just like God damn, like. And I feel like I used to think like it was something wrong with me, or like how can I kind of like dim my light? But I'm like, nah, shit, I'm a boss. You know what I'm bro. saying? And so like if yeah. I intimidate you, like you said, Lene, that's a bitch ass nigga. Like yeah, it, you facts, know what I'm saying? Facts. And so when I I did when you know I did date a dude and he was very much secure with himself. It was a different ball game. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, damn, I've been dealing with these suckers. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, damn, well, how am I intimidating? Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not one to like talk down to our black men because I love my black men. Like, you know what I'm saying? I want to build with a black man. I want to create, you know, a family with black men. But it's just like, like, how the fuck am I intimidating? Like, either you're not secure with yourself or you feel less than because you're not where you need to be. And that's not on Lene. You know what I'm saying? So, like. Yeah, yeah. I think we done got to that. <laughs> to that phase in our life where, to be honest, you know, even statistically, a lot of black men aren't where they want to be at. Absolutely. And I think, uh, and a lot of it is, it's society telling black men that the only way you hold weight is financially. Okay. Which, you know. But do you think that's true? I don't think that's the only way you hold weight, but you need to be able to be able to provide but do you think black men understand the term of being able to provide? Some of them don't. And it, and it's because, and it's be, and to be honest, I think even more so than ever, it's because of social media. Absolutely. We didn't have, I, what did we have growing up? It's not we, like- We didn't have shit growing up, but- <laughs> What was, so, I thought we had something that we could log in on the, on the real- Facebook, Facebook started, nigga, we damn near finna graduate high, high school. High school, okay, okay. Yeah. Damn. Like, you still had to be invited to be on Facebook when we was, like, a living grade. Right, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, 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 yeah. Social media has definitely, like... I would say this as a black side. man. I would say that um, security in yourself does come with being financially in in a certain space. Okay. Like, for instance... But this is the thing. Like, when I was in PT school, me as a person, you know me. I always been <laughs> confident. Cocky sometimes, too. Yeah. yeah but, always, he, but you got to respect it, though, because, yeah. like, when he come in the room, he's going yeah, to the... You're going to be like, damn, who is this nigga? He got a fucking mink on, a motherfucking fedora, yeah. motherfucking poncho on. Yeah, like, yeah, this yeah. is my nigga, but yeah. this is him. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. you have to... Like, I think you demand a presence, and I feel like some men, you know, they probably can't handle that either. So, like, I think some men have to be... You, I think you should be confident, but there's a certain level of confidence you have to exude as well yeah but when you get grown grown okay you gotta like like that high school shit and that college shit don't fucking matter no more True. now what comes into food like like women priorities change men priorities should change and and especially like especially like when you trying to date out there you know what i'm saying so like i think some of these men are intimidated because I don't think they was really prepared for the um, maturation of black women. Oh, because okay. I think that uh, millennial black women, especially, they are the most degreed, most financially stable mm -hmm. black women that probably it ever was, Thanks. to be honest. Absolutely. Statistically, that's probably true. I, I believe it's true. But... I don't think they was prepared. 
So now they're out there trying to date and it's women's like, women are like, nigga, what do you do for a living? Yeah. Like, and you know, in the deep South, it might not have happened as much, but I lived in Virginia for a little bit. Okay. And when I was there, women would walk up and say, what do you do for a living? You told me that was very that's direct. Like the, yeah, yeah. That's the first question. Like, what do you do for a living? Like, and you ask a man down here that I ain't going to, you know, put them all in the box. But you ask a lot of these niggas, they're going to be like, what the fuck? fuck? Yeah, well, get offended. <laughs> like, bitch, why? What yeah, you do for a living? You know what I'm saying? And what's crazy is I think we was having that conversation. And, like, I recently asked, um, asked this dude, uh, like, how much money you make? And, like, <laughs> I got that shit from Nick Walker, bro. Like, he was telling us. He was like, Lene. I used to ask women when I'm dating, how much money I make? It's important. How much money you make? How much money do you make? And like, I thought Buddy was going to get offended, but he went on and told me. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Exactly. And I'm like, you know what? That's going to be my question going a, on. A like, nigga, you know what I'm saying? A confident in the <laughs> amount of money he making is, is a good nigga by me. And see, I thought that would be like a little like disrespectful to ask nah. someone. Like, or too personal. Like, why you want to know how much money I make? Like, certain stuff like that. You know, you grew up like, you don't ask your mama certain stuff so you just kind of it's just one of those I feel you because my mama wouldn't tell me how much money she made yeah, but it's... these days if I take a new job well how much money they offer hold up nigga <laughs> remember much... <laughs> hold up nigga yeah like, you... hold on now <laughs> this my business shit trying to count your money and shit <laughs> I'm gonna go on tell her but nigga hold up nigga Facts. like when I asked you you wouldn't tell, tell me. me so don't ask me now right but yeah, man. Uh, yeah, man. Ask these people how much money they making, <laughs> what they doing, what's their plans off top. That's yeah. what that's what I tell women to do off top. Even as men, ask these women how much money they making. Yeah. You know, these niggas are more prone to date bum women because they look attractive, mm -hmm. this and other. But look, man, if you want a financial household, if you want a financially stable household, all this shit. You got to get those tough questions on. Yeah, you got to get those tough questions on out the way. But yeah, man, let's switch lanes one more time. Okay. Man. You know, we was just talking recently about, you know, um, Instagram and how how the women look on Instagram. Everybody that had plastic surgery. Okay. And then, uh, and then uh, I think either last week or the week before that, DC Young Fly wife jackie o yeah she passes away from complications of uh of uh having plastic surgery yeah trying to get her body back right after having a baby Kids. Mm -hmm. um talk to me a little bit about how you feel about plastic surgery and um stuff like that like, okay well first off condolences to dc young fly especially those babies who are gonna have to grow without their mom uh -huh. um but like i think for me i've always been, like supported like body positivity like uh -huh. i feel like confidence comes from not how people view you but how you view yourself and so i think for me like there has been insecurities where i thought about like you know what i'm saying like shit maybe i want to do a little something maybe i want to do something here but i have put that on the back burner because at the end of the day like at the end of the day i Whatever you want to do with your body, it's your choice. And we mm -hmm. already have other people, you know, in the po in politics that kind of control, that want to control women, what they do, what they do to their bodies. And so I feel like if you want to go get your ass done, go get that shit. You want to lift them titties up, do that shit. You know what I'm saying? And we all know that anytime there comes surgery, there's going to be some type of risk. You know what I'm saying? That's anything. Like if we're doing Especially it, fresh after pregnancy. You know, fresh after pregnancy. And so, like, you know, we really don't know all the details in regards to, you know, what really caused, uh, you know, for her to pass. But I think if you 
if you do your research and you're very confident this is something that you want to do for yourself, I support that. Um, but we also have to, you know, do our research and understand like this is this could be a risk that we've taken with, you know, getting your body done. And I think like a lot of women like in this area and I feel like what is her name? Um Lizzo exudes like confidence. confidence. Like, you know what I'm saying? And she Irrational is, confidence you know what I'm saying? And it's, and it's one of those things where you'd be like, damn, go do your shit, Lizzo. You know what I'm saying? And it wouldn't be something that I would preferably be wearing. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like, I feel like she represents, you know, quote unquote, the big girls. And that's something that she calls herself. Not that I'm calling her big girl, but that's something that she represents. But then you also have like my girl Glorilla, who people feel like, oh, you know, she should get her ass done. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, she's making rep, money. The rap, rap chick's holding hip hop down. Yeah. Right Hey, shout out to them. They yeah, you know what I'm right saying? Now. And so she a little petite thing doing her own thing. And so I just feel like if you want to have a little ass, have your little ass. You want to have a big ass, go get your big ass. What I tell you all the time? I tell you when when they bent over. It looked the fucking same. It looked the, And that's why I ain't in no rush because I'm it, like, shit, I ain't never had no ass before. If you skinny or you fat. <laughs> When you bent over that ass, look, it's look, the like, same. It, look like it's some ass. Absolutely. Yeah. And so that's why I kind of have it on being because it's just like, girl, you ain't been had no ass. But like, you know, I haven't, I'm not going to say you I haven't thought about it. no ass, right? Yeah, you know, I hey. still get motion. Like, you know what I'm saying? The flattest ass. What y'all tell me? Uh, y'all told me, about, like, you got the flattest ass out of the group. Like, I don't give a fuck. Flat, bro. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Guess what? I'm still going to turn a header, too. You know what I'm saying? I'm still going to get a drink sent my way from, in, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, I think you have to just know, like, I know I ain't got no ass, but like, I bring a lot of things to the table. You know what I'm saying? And like, can't nobody, somebody with a big ass probably can't talk to me in no business, you know what I'm saying? Or be on my level, you know what I'm saying? So like, if you, I support whatever you want to do your body, do that shit, but just also do your research and understanding like, it's important to know like your risk because shit happens. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I personally think that, man, I, I really wish that black women would stop getting shit done to their body. Why? But if that's something that they want to do, man, yeah, now, they should now, do now, it. Now, I'm all about patient autonomy. Okay. Doing what you want to do, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but at the same time, man, like, you know, God made you who you are for a reason. Right. Like, and to believe it or not, the majority of these niggas are not even checking for no fake booties like that. It, it's the it's the fact that social media got women thinking that that's what we looking for. Yeah. And but society got, and like, to be honest, Kanye did say something. He was like, Kim Kardashian set the standard for women body, which she kind of did. Okay. After Kim Kardashian started getting the ass. Shots and all that stuff. Yeah. All that shit. It kind of did set the standard. But at the same time, like, that shit needs to be reset because I feel like those things, you don't need them. Like, it, it's just, it's wreaking insecurity. Okay, but listen, now, so what is it like? What if it's for the people who do not necessarily have, like, everybody's not on social media, you know, uh, or are looking up to, like, certain, like, influencers to be, to look the way they look. All it right, might just be instance. something that you just want to do for yourself. All right, for instance, this okay. is a good example. Okay, go ahead. If, uh, okay, for for a breast cancer patient mm -hmm. who had to get breast removed, breast removed I can understand that. That. Okay. But what about a woman whose breasts are like elves mm. and they too heavy for their chest and they get marks on with yeah, the bras you, you, and they need to get them reduced? Okay, you get them reduced. Okay. Uh, a breast reduction is, I wouldn't say the same thing as adding. 
Okay. Breast reduction is like legit, like my lumbar spine fucked up because I got big ass titties. <laughs> I mean, no okay. point blank period. True. Like that, that's, that's like, I'm hurting. And so and, I need and to I'm do trying something. To fix something. This is, I'm literally saying, I like her ass. I want to get ass. But it's not necessary that maybe the women are just kind of like, shit, I want to have me a little ass. I always want to have a little ass. And either I got a sponsor or I'm raise this, you know, I done save my money to get this ass. This is what I want to do. Because I think for me, if it's if it came a point where I decided like, yo, I want to go get me some hips ass, it's not because of Kim Kardashian or it's just because like, shit, I think I want a little hips and ass. Better. It'll make me feel better. Like, you know what I'm saying? And so like, I don't think like, Everybody I, I, is looking at like Instagram influences and, and feeling like, you know, oh, I want to be the Jada, um, you know, the Jadas or the Aries. You know what I'm saying? I think people, some people just like want to look good for themselves. And I, I think that. some of y'all men just feel like, oh, they just trying to look like this. And sometimes it's, we want to look good for ourselves. No doubt. No doubt. And, and you know, I can respect that. Okay. I just, I just think that, I just think that it, it needs to be a certain level of, I appreciate what the fuck I got. But what about y'all niggas? Our so, niggas so like, getting like dick extended. What are they doing? What is that? But that's not happening on a mad scale. Okay. Like, like we literally, like, men get body shamed worse than fucking women. Because you it's think so? Let me say this, because it's literally nothing we can fucking do about that. That that dick, that dick <laughs> enlargement shit, that shit is uh is And it's risks that go with that too. It's it's way more risk that go with dick enlargement. Then go but why do you think men want to get dick enlarged? Is it because they seen somebody else dick on social media and they wanted to enhance this? Is they no. seen they seen it on porn or they okay. saw women talking about I need uh, a ten inch python. <laughs> oh, that's that's pretty. <laughs> yeah. I be needing my shit still intact. No homo, no homo, no homo. No. <laughs> I think that a python ten inches. My God. <laughs> Hey man, we hey we gonna slide out on that one, man. <laughs> hey, hey, it's been beautiful having you on the podcast. Oh, this has been great. It's been good fun, bro. Yeah, man. And yeah, we're gonna have to do this again, man. Shout out to you for doing everything that you do. Thank you. And Nick, uh for keep having grinding, me. man. Thank hey, you. hey, you doing your thing and we proud of you at Jackson Verbal Intercourse. Thank and, you. you know, we out, man. Peace. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>